Welcome to the Word Podcast. The Lord God has given us His Word. Let us learn it. Let us live it. Let us rejoice in it. Spread the Word. Blessings, everybody. This is Dale. Thank you so much for joining with me today on the Word Podcast. We are in the Gospel of Matthew, and we're in the second chapter, and we're actually covering the uh, Matthew account of the birth narrative of the Lord Jesus Christ. And if you remember, we have just read uh, where Matthew was quoting from Jeremiah what had occurred when the boys two years of age and under were killed in uh, Bethlehem and in the vicinity. We've gone back in Jeremiah 31 and read the first, I think, 18 verses of it. It's, it's sort of a long chapter, but it's really important to see what the context is because uh, the 15th verse is the one that uh, Matthew quotes. It says, uh, let me just read Jeremiah 31, 15. Thus says the Lord, a voice is heard in Ramah, lamentation and bitter weeping. Rachel is weeping for her children. She refuses to be comforted for her, her children, for they are no more. But up to this point in time, the whole chapter had been about how the Lord is going to turn their mourning and what they've been through into joy. Then all of a sudden, it, it doesn't so much digress as it lets us know that something is going to happen. Okay, Something's going to happen in this region of Ramah. And Matthew, inspired by the Holy Spirit, tells us that when Jesus was born, that the killing of these little boys was the fulfillment of this. Now, what I want to do is I want to read through the balance of this 31st chapter of Jeremiah. I think it's just so, so important. There's so many things here which go beyond our time together right now uh, in Matthew to, to delve into. But if you hear something that arrests your attention, go back and read through this 31st uh, chapter. Now, there's going to be some verses that we're very familiar with down in the 30th and 30 through the 33rd, 34th verse right through there. Probably won't get to that today. We're familiar with those. But I want us to see what the context is of what is being said later on in those verses. It's actually the Lord speaking of a new covenant that he's going to make. And then to see how the Lord uses this in the birth narrative in Matthew. Okay. So let's pick it up verse 16. Thus says the Lord, Restrain your voice from weeping and your eyes from tears, for your work will be rewarded, declares the Lord. And they will return from the land of the enemy. There is hope for our future, declares the Lord. And your children will return to their own territory. So you see what the Lord is saying to me, saying there's hope. You're going to return. You're going to return. Now, Jeremiah is prophesying before the southern kingdom is hauled off into captivity. Okay, Some things that already happened with the northern kingdom, I believe. I forgot my timeline straight in my mind. <laughs> okay. But he's saying there is hope here. Your children are going to return. But we find out very quickly when you read the prophets that the timing of the Lord is different than the timing of man, right? So verse 18, I have surely heard Ephraim grieving. You have chastised me, and I was chastised like an untrained calf. Bring me back that I may be restored, for you are the Lord my God. So here's what the Lord is saying. The Lord is saying, I have heard Ephraim grieving, and I've heard Ephraim saying this. And Ephraim is a name for the northern kingdom uh, or for Israel. And you're saying this, Lord, you've chastised me. I know I've been chastised. I was untrained like a calf. So bring me back. Please restore me, God. Then verse 19, for after I've turned back, I repented, 
And after I was instructed, I smote on my thigh. I was ashamed and also humiliated because I bore the reproach of my youth. Then verse 20, God is saying this, Is Ephraim my dear son? It's a question. Is he a delightful child? Indeed, as often as I have spoken against him, I certainly still remember him. Therefore, my heart yearns for him. I will surely have mercy on him, declares the Lord. So what is the Lord saying here? He's saying, I hear your cry. You think I've forgotten you, but I haven't forgotten. You are my dear son. You haven't acted the way I wanted you to act all the time, but you are mine. So the Lord is saying, I'm going to have mercy on you. My heart yearns for you. Verse 21. That's like, oh, by the way, that's a great thing for any of us, folks, not just for the nation of Israel here, the, the Jewish people, but for any of us to know that the Lord yearns for us, that the Lord cares for us, that the Lord loves us, even when we've done things that are displeasing to him. Listen to verse 21 now. Set up for yourself road marks. Place for yourself guideposts. Direct your mind to the highway. The way, by in that mind right there, there's ideas of heart. Direct your heart, your mind to the highway, the way by which you went. Return, O virgin of Israel, return to these your cities. So what's being said here? Well, I've, at the surface level, I believe is saying one thing, and I suspect there's a lot more to it. At the surface level, I'm, I think he's saying, okay, set up for yourself road marks. Place for yourself guideposts. Direct your heart to the highway. In other words, get back on the right path, the way in which you went, the way in which I called you, the way that you were supposed to go. Make road marks and guideposting your mind as you're going along and think back also where you've been and where you have gone astray. Where did you get off the path? Okay, get back on the highway and then return to these your cities. Return to that that I've provided for you. Verse 22, how long will you go here and there, O faithless daughter? For the Lord has created a new thing in the earth. A woman will encompass a man. That, you know, I'm not sure what that means. I didn't look it up. I was just reading this earlier before we got together here. A woman will encompass a man. That's interesting. Um, you know, perhaps I'll look that up later and see if there's more to it than I think. I, what my mind's going to is... Uh, Literally how uh, when we are born that the woman's body literally encompasses the child. I mean, literally. Uh, maybe he's hinting at something here. I don't know. Verse 23. Thus says the Lord of hosts, the God of Israel, once again they will speak this word in the land of Judah and in his city when I restore their fortunes. The Lord bless you, O abode of righteousness, O holy hill. So here's what he's saying. And when you're listening to it like this, it's a little more difficult because there's a lot of punctuation going on here, <laughs> okay? A lot of punctuation. Like in this verse right here, it starts off, Thus says the Lord of hosts, the God of Israel. So uh, Jeremiah the prophet is declaring this. And then he says, here's what the Lord's going to what the Lord's saying. The Lord's saying this, Once again, they will speak this word in the land of Judah. So the people in Judah are going to speak a word, and they're going to speak it in the cities when I restore their fortunes. So the Lord is saying, I'm going to restore their fortunes. I'm going to restore their captivity is what the word means. And here is what the word is. It's got just a single little quote around it. The Lord bless you, 
O abode of righteousness, O holy hill. So he's saying, I'm going to bring the people back. I'm going to bring your children back. I'm going to restore what was taken in your captivity. I'm going to restore your fortune. And you're going to literally be declaring this, the Lord bless you. You're going to be declaring this, O abode of righteousness, that this land is an abode of righteousness, that it's a land of the holy hill. Then he says this, Judah and all its cities will dwell together in it, the farmer and they who go out about with flocks. For I satisfy the weary ones and refresh everyone who languishes. As you can tell, each one of these verses is such a profound word for them at that time, for what was going to be happening in the life of Israel and the Jewish people, uh, for that generation and the generations to come. But it's also a word for us, Lord, that the Lord's given. Listen to this verse 25 again. The Lord's saying this, For I satisfy the weary ones and refresh everyone or fill everyone who languishes. It is the Lord who is the source of satisfaction. It is the Lord who is the source of filling and refreshing. Again, Jeremiah 31. I tell you what, go back and read through this as we're working our way through Matthew, right? But I think the Lord will speak a lot to you. Again, I'm Dale. I'll see you in the next episode.